everyone. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 66 on April 28, 2021. I am Sarah and I am here with Tyler. How are you? Good, thank you. That's great. We all know what you've been up to, but you might as well tell us how is MLB 21 the show? Uh, when I can play it, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. So they're, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, they're, the game came out, well, I started playing it on Friday, April 16th for early access. Uh, for most people, it released last Tuesday on the 20th, for those that didn't pre-order. And um, unfortunately, since it came out on Tuesday, there has been a bunch of server issues. Um, Reddit and other forums wanted to blame it all on the Xbox people because <laughs> they are the new ones flooding the servers this year instead of just PlayStation people. But um, I like to think it's more than just that. Clearly, there are some issues behind it because it's it's very up and down. They do server maintenance, or they say they do server maintenance pretty much every day, uh, usually in the first thing in the morning. Um, but you did have the most success playing in the morning. By morning, you mean like... 7 a.m. The one day you woke up at 7. That was one time they didn't do server maintenance. Exactly. Actually. They usually <laughs> do it at 7 a.m. But yeah, I mean, no, like, honestly, like the gameplay is great. It's the best it's ever been, um, even better than 20. And you know, I love 20. Um, I, I like a lot of the content they put in the game this year. It's just like I said, it's been a real bummer the past week uh, just with all the server stuff because either you play stuff and it doesn't count because you get booted out after the game is over or um, yeah, luckily I haven't had too many of the major issues that some people online are reporting like cards just dis- disappearing out of their Ugh. inventory or putting in like spending orders on the market to buy cards and then your stubs are just gone. Yeah, because considering you can use real money in the game, yeah. like it's just a disaster. From what I've heard, they've tried to rectify most of that because again, it, hopefully if people can provide screenshots or video mm-hmm. evidence of their stuff, they can send that directly to the studio for for review I or have a Mike Trout screenshot. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but in some cases too, like I think they can. The nice thing that's in the game is that it attracts all your buy and sell orders. So if uh. you did buy or sell something and it doesn't show up or disappears, they can usually track that and put it back in your inventory. So I not the end of the world, but it's an annoyance for sure. I mean, I feel bad because you like we're so excited for streaming everything, and it's like every night you're like, I can't. The servers are down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of gotten me back in Apex a bit, ironically, but. Uh, no, I mean, uh, thankfully, the last couple of days, MLB has been pretty good. Um, you know, so hopefully it just stabilizes, smooths out for the next week or two, and then we'll, we'll have no issues. But I'm still trying to play the heck out of it whenever I get a chance. It's just, you know, sometimes I just give up after a while and yeah. <laughs> go do something else. So, you know, I mean, like any game that has a new launch, it's especially when you're on two platforms for the first time and you factor in the game pass and everything mm-hmm. on Xbox, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt for now. Cause I believe the studio does work hard to try and solve these issues. I'm not like most people on Reddit. They're just like demanding a refund and doing like class action lawsuits. Like, come on people, relax. Like the game's been out for a week for most people. It'll stabilize eventually. So yeah. Once everybody's game pass description has subsided. After right. the month. Yeah, exactly. They'll all fade away. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I'll go into more detail next week, hopefully, if I can get some more. Because there is actually, like I said, there's a lot of good content coming out. Um, I'm really looking forward to... I mean, the one thing I was able to accomplish, thankfully, because I was able to play so much that first weekend it came out, was that I, uh, at some point, last, I think it was last weekend, I got up to like 50, not 50 wins, but 50 points in Battle Royale. Oh, I would have said 50 hours played. Uh, no, like I, I hit the new plateau they have in Battle Royale, which is where you can just hit a certain points. Like I basically, I have 41 wins in Battle Royale. So with those wins accumulated, plus a couple other missions I did, I was able to get up to 50 points and unlock like a 
what the same rewards you would get for going twelve and zero in battle okay. royale. I was yes. able to get one of those cards, which has been really good. I obviously put in my lineup right away, and um, hey, you've been lucky with packs too. You pulled a oh, couple of good so cards. Lucky. And- I mean, like I said, I think I already mentioned last week that I pulled. Yeah, I would have. Anyways, if I didn't mention it last week, the first weekend I had the game, I pulled Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado in like pretty much back to back packs. Like, and today a, you got Cole. And today I picked, today I pulled a Garrett Cole, which yeah. is a huge get for A. I mean, A, if you didn't want to finish the Yankees collection, obviously, uh, or just B, because he's. <laughs> need pitching. Well, right, like, right now he's one of the top five pitchers in the game, probably next to like DeGrom and. Glass now? No, not Glass now yet. Uh, well, he's rated better <laughs> in fantasy, so that's uh-huh. where I get it from. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I've been very lucky with the diamond pulse so far. Um, obviously, I haven't got trout yet, but every time you open a diamond pack, I'm only going to watch if it's going to be trout. I realistically, if I were to sell Garrett Cole right now and one of my other diamond cards, I probably could afford uh, trout. But, but is it worth it? Well, it'd be worth it. Trout's amazing, but I don't want to do that yet. I mean, we're only we're not even two weeks into the game cycle yet. I don't really want to just like go buy trout right away, even though I could. So I'll if I don't get I don't know if, I, if I don't pull trout within like a month or so, I might just buy it <laughs> at that point. We'll see, but. Uh, anyways, I, I I digress. That's enough MLB talk. How about you? What have you been up to this past week? Nothing. What are you going to get up to in the next week? Because you bought some games the other day. I didn't buy them. You bought them and forced. They me were in to your cart, them. and I, all I did was hit purchase <laughs> on your credit card. But then I gave you the money for it. Yeah, so essentially, I, essentially, I bought you the games. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I have time to play them, I will play them. Time. You were playing Animal Crossing last night. I was streaming Animal Crossing last night. That's different. I know. I'm just saying you could have streamed something else. I could have, It would have been a new experience. You wouldn't know no, what to expect. then I have to read, and then people have to deal with my severely slow reading. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So yeah. I have to do something I know, and boy, do I know Animal Crossing. I talked to some like people that were in the chat about best best villagers, and everybody said Raymond the cat. Yeah, well, not the opinionated best villagers. It's not a fact. It's a fact. No, Bob <laughs> is best. But Raymond is definitely up there, top tier number three like number probably number two probably number two but yeah so it was fun streaming that like i haven't i hadn't played it for two two weeks so it's nice to go back and be like yeah i don't like that anymore i gotta change that on my island so people watched me put out all my nintendo items so i hope they liked it whatever it was fun for me <laughs> but yeah that's literally i think the only thing i've played this week would you like our email for this week that we yeah, have received let's see an email do you remember what we talked about last week uh i feel like it was baseball it was the baseball like giveaways right promotional things yes. okay ah so we have an email here from Catherine. uh she says first i think we're all happy for tyler that he finally gets the gush about mlb 21 <laughs> you deserve it thank you uh Catherine says jordan and i have our fair share of jay's giveaways honestly that is the way we choose which games to go to yep. i think jordan has approximately four bobbleheads the <laughs> pilar jersey cape russell martin jersey uh tbt like throw- throwback thursday oh throwback thursday okay throwback thursday t and a scarf nice uh my favorite giveaway okay this is Catherine's email so my favorite giveaway yet worst game experience happened ironically on the same day jordan and i thought we'd mix it up and purchase seats in the outfield it was pretty cool seeing the bullpen jordan describes the temperature as quote hell <laughs> oh jeez it was the hottest recorded day in 2017 for <gasps> 33.6 degrees, not including humidity. Oh, no. And guess what the giveaway was? A Snuggie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it must be sometime in the summer. She, yeah. Well, right? you can roast out there at the right time oh, of day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says it was absolutely horrid. We ended up having to walk around the stadium just to be in the shade. When we go back to our seats, we tried to create an umbrella out of the Snuggies, <laughs> but that failed. I'm sure you weren't alone. 
Uh, Jordan actually got to the point where he debated leaving, and that's saying a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that's funny. I've, I've never sat in the outfit before. Um, I would like to one day, but for me, I'm usually sitting... Um, obviously, you know, I've sat in nosebleeds a bunch of times, but yeah. all, all other times I usually try and sit on the first base or third baseline. Weird, because when I was a kid, that the, when we went to games, we only sat in the outfield. Mm. Only ever sat in the outfield. All the hecklers. And she finishes the email by just saying, anyways, that's our awful giveaway story. Loving the podcast. Keep it up. Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Okay, so uh, main topic time? I guess so. All right. Well, I think I did mention last week it was going to be movie related, right? I figured it'd be Oscars because I forgot that happened. No, I mean... Because well, two reasons I didn't do one about the Oscars. A, I really wasn't into it this year, just because I don't think last year was weird for movies. <laughs> yeah, and B, honestly, I hadn't seen a lot of the movies. On uh, the even Oscar though list, I so. believe weeks ago you said I have a massive list I need to watch of movies, and where I found out where I'll to watch them all. How many did you watch? Yeah, like zero. Do <laughs> <laughs> I remember if I did watch one? Or not. I don't think I, I did. Don't think you did. Yeah, I do want to get around to watching a lot. A lot of them are available on Amazon or maybe even a couple on Netflix now. But uh, the rest I probably have to rent or track down some mm-hmm. other way. Um, I just wanted to want to put it out there. You watch Zero. That's all. You may continue now. <laughs> okay, so the topic tonight is movie related. Um, I'm trying to think of a fun topic. So let's just preface by saying, as you know. Oh, no. You've known me how many years? Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Many. Uh, oh, let's hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do the math. Have I known you? Well, not known as in like when we worked together, like how long we've we been together. Oh, uh, 14 years now, almost. Almost, yeah. Um, In that time, if you're going to ballpark it, how many movies do you think I've watched? Also too many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely like for I'd random, put it 300. I'll say 300. Like 300 different movies. Yes, different. That's lowballing it a bit, but okay, we'll say 300. For the oh sake of we'll say out of those 300, how many do you think I have rewatched? Oh, like 50. Again, I think you're lowballing it, but oh okay. Gosh. But still, um, I would have put the answer probably closer to like 500 and 200. Oh, I didn't want to but, be rude, but okay. So, my, my point I'm trying to get to here is that I like, I used to like watching a lot of movies. I've, I have fallen off a bit the last year or so, but. I used to really be a big movie guy, and I used to love rewatching movies a lot. Like I, I can yeah. watch the same movie twenty times without getting tired of it. That was your your idea of dating was watching movies twenty four seven, and I don't like movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. <laughs> and then I married you. And then like, we're here. sucker! Now <laughs> exactly. you're stuck watching the same movies. No, I have a different stuck. room. I hey, just listen just to them. Be, be thankful I haven't made made you watch Inception for a while. Oh, if I have to watch Inception again, so well, help Lucas me. hasn't seen it yet. So no. well, I will wear. I will definitely have earplugs <laughs> that day. Anyways, the point I'm trying to get to with this, whereas I like watching movies a lot, is that when I rewatch films, I usually like to look for different things each of time. Course. You know, like, like the first time I watch a movie, I try and really get into the story, the performances, music, whatever happens to draw me in. I Hopefully, I, if I've avoided spoilers up to that point, I can, you know, organically enjoy the plot or twist or whatever's going to happen. When's the last time you've been surprised? I've been sometimes. I don't always look up spoilers. I look up spoilers that I'm not sure about seeing, so that I know whether we're wasting say, my like, time or not. Eighty percent of the time, you look up spoilers. Mm. Well, the problem is, like, I go on forums and stuff, and I'm not, I'm not averse to uh, avoiding spoiler spoilers. Tags. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so curious, and people are so excited about something. I'm like, let me see what it's about. <laughs> you, so okay. you have FOMO. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't spoil Tenet at all for myself. That's true. So I take some exceptions or Mission Impossible films. I like to mm. go into those. Uh, there's a lot of twists in those, but still. Anyways, getting off topic. Off topic, but. 
when I rewatch films, like I said, I like to look for different things, whether it's like the cinematography mm. or um, maybe focus on some other smaller roles in the film, like character actors, stuff like that, you know, because you're usually just so drawn in by the main story the first time you watch a film, right? So, one thing that I've always found very interesting and that I, I don't think a lot of directors can pull off very well, which is why when I notice it, it's super impressive, is films that do like food and, and eating scenes very well. This before, no, no, no. Before you, before you mention it, I'm not mentioning this whole thing's not going to be about Brad Pitt. Either. Okay. I know that's the go-to when it comes to food. I mean, I'm going to mention it because it's humorous, but that's not what I'm getting at. Okay. My point is just that there's very few, and there's a reason for it. And, and you can relate this to movies or TV shows. It's not just a movie thing. There's a reason why, and and it honestly, it, it just it takes me out of the it takes me out of the show or film whenever I'm watching when they set up this scene where people are at a bar or restaurant or something. You know, these people sit down in a booth, they order food or. So here's here's my pet peeve. It's just like, not that I think every movie needs to be super realistic, but like I want a little bit of realism. Like the two people sit down in a diner, and the waitress comes over and they order some food, and they start talking, and then thirty seconds later the food comes. It's like okay, well you didn't just have a steak made in thirty seconds, so obviously <laughs> it was sitting under that yeah. little <laughs> the light. All right, so I mean <laughs> a little, little bit of realism there, but also too like people and most times in movies and shows people just have a huge plate of food in front of them and they'll be having a conversation for whatever one two three minutes and they'll never, never none of them will touch their food mm-hmm. and then they'll just get up and leave the scene and I'm like well like you like, don't like wasting food. That's not my point. I'm just saying like it, it <laughs> like so there's very few situations salad. where. Um, and, and there's a reason for that too. Obviously, a lot of actors or actresses, whatever, are, are not comfortable necessarily with eating and trying to perform their lines at the same time. Okay. I mean, it's hard to do it organically, right? Because I mean, obviously, as an actor, you're trying to memorize however many lines you have to say in a scene. And if you're, if you're busy stuffing food in your mouth or worrying about, cause like I read an interesting article and I, I apologize. I can't remember where I saw it, but I read it a while ago about just saying how. Um, the reason why a lot of actors don't drink and eat and stuff a lot in films, even when there is food and drinks present, is because for continuity purposes. A lot of times when you're when you're filming, you're doing multiple takes of a scene, and if uh, you're eating, like if you're drinking, you know, a glass of water, let's say, and you drink half the glass, and then you have to retake the scene over again. Well, they got to refill that glass. Well, they got to go pee every five seconds. Well, maybe that too, but <laughs> like, yeah, because like I said, nitpicky people like me will notice if like, oh, like this guy was eating half his plate of food before, and now it's like. Now, if they do the scene again, his plate is full. I'd be like, "Oh well, that's weird." I so. I always thought that they didn't eat because they are actors and they have to keep a figure. And if they have to do multiple retakes, they are constantly eating food. All those takes. That, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that could be a good reason as well. Um, but another, and this is where I'll tie in the Brad Pitt example for a second. I had to look up the number earlier. So Brad Pitt has eaten. I think this thing they specifically said eight, not even drank. Like he's he has eaten. Food in a scene in sixty of his films. Sixty. <laughs> yeah. How many so has I, he done? I would say that's the majority, if not all of his films. <laughs> um, uh, so, and give me a timbit in the credits. And scene, reason, for, there's two reasons for that, according to Brad Pitt. Number one, he says he just likes to always keep himself busy when he's in a scene. He doesn't like just kind of standing around delivering lines. If he's eat, whether he's eating a bag of chips or. Or there's, there's a couple of scenes in Moneyball where he's just like literally stuffing food in his mouth, that's like true. popcorn or Twinkie yep, or something. Yep, yep. But yeah, he just likes to always keep. It just keeps him focused, I guess he says. You're making me very hungry. I know, eh? But, um, but also another, uh, again, I don't remember which, I wish I should look up the quote. I don't remember which director said it, but a director who's worked with Pitt a couple of times says that Brad is just like the most natural eater when it comes to acting. <laughs> like he just, he sits in front of the mirror practices eating. Yeah, because like, again, a lot of actors are self conscious when they're eating or drinking in a scene because they're worried about taking too big of a bite or too small of a bite because of the continuity Food thing. Food on your teeth. Right, exactly. You have to, exactly. You have to, like, you know, 
change whatever well if they had makeup on and mm-hmm. they're eating or if a guy you know food like you said food in your teeth or something but yeah like, but for Pitt apparently it's just so natural that he just he's just always he's always snacking around set anyway so he'll like he'll he'll just sort of incorporate it into a scene sometimes even, not even without telling a director he'll just oh. <laughs> like have a bag of food nearby and when he's filming a scene he'll just go over and start eating so um I find that very funny but um a couple of good a couple of directors I think that do these the that do food scenes very well. Like they're they're just filmed well and filmed organically into the scene. Uh, number one for me is Tarantino. Yeah, does I it almost all of his films. And uh, number two, I, when I thought about it earlier, one that I thought of at least three or four different movies that where they they've done it very successfully is would be the Coen Brothers. Okay. Um, a few examples I thought of in the Coen Brothers, for example, like Big Lebowski, um, No Country for Old Men, and um, the one example I looked up on, I looked up on YouTube earlier was uh, actually a Coen Brothers film that a lot of people I don't think know about, sort of under the radar. It's called Burn After Reading. That's just a really good scene, and that that's such a great movie. Burn after reading because like it's, it's got a great cast. All the Coen Brothers movies have great cast, but this mm-hmm. one's got like Brad Pitt, George Clooney, John Malkovich, um, you know, Francis McDormand, J.K. Simmons, all these other great actors that are in it. Um, and it's a sort of like a dark comedy film, like most Coen Brothers films are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's one particular scene in this one where like George Clooney's character is at like this dinner party. Well. I'm not gonna get into the whole plot, but like Clooney's character, Clooney's character is married. He's he's having an affair with a woman. And they're at this dinner party. So the dinner party is being hosted by the woman he's having an affair with. Oh. And the husband knows that the wife's having an affair, but he oh. doesn't know it's with Clooney. So they have this awkward interaction where they're just like, you know, like most, I shouldn't say like most, not that we've been to most, but when I see most Hollywood dinner parties on, on screen, you know, in, in, a, in a, say, a wealthy person's house, you know, it's everybody's dressed nice. They're all standing around, plates of hors d'oeuvres, like waiters, waiters mm. walking around hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and everybody's just talking. And But uh, so... At one point, the, the the husband actually walks up with a platter full of like you know cheese and crackers or whatever, and and Clooney's asking if it ha- if it's uh, what kind of cheese it is, and I think the husband you know the Malkovich's character says like it's goat cheese or something, and then Clooney's like okay, he's like because I have uh he's like I have a, like a lactose reflux thing, and and Malkovich just dryly uh, corrects him and just says you're lactose intolerant or you have acid reflux or two different things. <laughs> And then he's like, "Well, thank you for correcting me. Yes, it's it's a acid reflux." So, um, but then so so throughout this scene, the Clooney's just chomping on his cracker, and I think they do. A, I think the Corn Brothers do a couple edits in this scene, so it's not like it's a one shot thing. But throughout the scene, you can tell like Clooney's just munching on these crackers, and every time he's holding the cracker in his hand, I was watching it very closely to see if, if oh, they didn't like replace goodness. the cracker or something. I freeze framed. when No, he I didn't say that. I'm just saying like they did a good job of making it so that like, yeah, he was like literally just like eating this cracker. And then every time they come back to him, the crack would be the same. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure they did it in one or two shots. It wasn't a lot of takes, but I just thought it was funny that, you know. But, and again, the way that Clooney's, like, this whole time he's reciting these lines with a bunch of food in his mouth. He's, you know, you know how people talk when you have food in your mm-hmm. mouth. You have sort of like that mumbled yep. voice. So, um, I don't know. I thought that was really well done. But, yeah, definitely um, Tarantino for sure. Like, there was one particular scene that always stands out in my head, and it was in Inglorious Bastards. Okay. There's a scene where the... This is this is a very very minor spoiler because it literally happens at the beginning of the film. But the main villain in the film, Hans Landa, Landa, Hans Landa. I can't remember how you pronounce it. German villain, <laughs> but played by Christoph Waltz. So he is having a conversation at a. They're at a. You know, they're at a, a restaurant club or whatever. Um, I don't mean I don't mean club like nightclub, I mean like like a country club type thing. Mm. Anyways, they're having the him and this other woman are having a, a meal at a restaurant. Let's say and um, and the woman that he's having the this interview conversation with is the uh she's the daughter of the the jewish family that um landa killed at the beginning of the film she got away oh. from this huge massacre and so this this is like 20 years from that scene like they've gone forward 20 years or so and um 
maybe not even 20 years. I can't remember the exact time frame, but it doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, but so she, she obviously knows who he is. She knows he's the man who killed her family. And we don't know if he knows who she is. We think, we think he's just because he's, his character has shown to be very clever in the film so far. We think he suspects that she is this Jewish girl that got away many years ago. Okay. But that's not why he's meeting with her. He's meeting with her because she owns a cinema and like Hitler and all the other Nazis want to like host this film festival thing at her, <laughs> at her theater. So okay. he's basically like, interviewing her, like who's going to, who's going to run the cinema, who's going to man the projectors, you know, how many people are going to be there. He's just asking, he's grilling her with a bunch of questions, which she's all answering. But throughout this film, so, so they're having this conversation and like the uh the waiter or whoever comes over and and, and landa offers or landa says uh they're gonna get some strudel to eat like dessert because they're already having tea or or milk or whatever and uh so they're having this conversation so then the guy comes back and i don't know because like tarantino when he films food in all of his movies he does super close-ups you even saw us that that shot i showed you that from brad pitt remember the once upon a time in yes. hollywood he, he films super close up to these when he's when he's always filming food. That craft dinner looks great. It did, right? <laughs> but so basically, they literally have like these little strudels on a plate, and then the waiter comes over and puts some like fresh whipped cream on top of them, and they look so good. Like the way you, the stuff is on this dessert on screen, you just want to reach through the screen and eat it, right? <laughs> but so, um, anyways, you get these delicious strudel desserts in front of them, and then um, him, you know, being a, even though he's a Nazi, being a gentleman, he basically says to her, he's like, you know, after you, right? So she starts eating, and so she's she's eating very politely, like most women would do in the company of back then. This back when, like, 1940s, yeah. or whatever, right? So she, you know, using her knife and fork to cut, cut off the strudel and then put in the whipped cream and eat it, and it looks so good. And then, but this whole, the whole, she only takes, I think she only takes, like, one bite through this whole scene. But Waltz's character, Landa, is eating the entire time. He eats the entire strudel in this scene. Like, it's not like he takes one bite and then they have this conversation. He eats the whole thing while they're having this four-minute conversation. And a lot of time, like I said, he's, He's talking with food in his mouth, or he's, he's talking between chews and, mm. and swallowing and stuff. So it's, but I find it, I would imagine how hard it would be to stay in rhythm because he has to deliver like, I don't know how many lines, probably like 40 or 50 lines of dialogue in this Whoa. scene while he's eating. And it's like, but the, but the conversation still feels so organic. And I honestly wonder how many takes it took. Like Tarantino's not really a perfectionist like that where they probably did like 50 takes, but I just wonder how many times he had to eat the strudel <laughs> to, to go through this scene. It's a good day. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. And, uh, like I said, uh, I, I mentioned the other example of, I showed you on YouTube the other day, the Tarantino's recent film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's this scene where Brad Pitt's character, um, goes back to his trailer. Like, it was in a trailer by like a drive in theater or something. This is back in the 70s and like Hollywood. And, uh, Tar- I'm sorry, Brad Pitt goes into his trailer and he gets out a couple of cans of dog food to feed to his dog, big Rottweiler. And, um, even just the way, like, you, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen the scene, but even just the way, like, literally he'll just show the close-up of him, like, using the can opener. Open yeah. It, and then he just, like, plop on that dog holds food. the can food over the <laughs> over the dog, but, like, five feet over the ground. And yeah. just, like, plop, here goes the food <laughs> in the ground. And then even, like I said, Brad Pitt's just, the movie does such a good, that movie does such a good job of just making Brad Pitt's feel like what, I think what most men would I, would idolize back in the 70s. Okay. Like, cause Brad Pitt was basically, like divorced or single living alone in a trailer with his dog he can do whatever he wants like he literally comes home you know uh, they pan over his trailer he's just like you know there's beers and beer and cigarettes everywhere he's got his gun on the table because he carries a gun as well and the pit's just like it, it's hard for me to think of a, an actor cooler than brad pitt looking like just smoking like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth while he's making craft dinner over <laughs> over a and then a, he threw the cigarette in the craft dinner no, no he didn't throw it in the craft dinner he threw it in a different pot he had oh, it was like he? a pot full of like uh, chili or something oh, yeah, okay. yeah but yeah he's making his kd he grabs a beer out of the fridge and it's just yeah i don't know it's just something about the way tarantino makes those scenes feel so organic like you're just watching a guy going about his business 
Most yeah. Most movies or directors that make that feel so boring. Oh, this guy's just walking around his trailer eating and drinking and feeding his dog. Who cares? <laughs> why, why are we watching four minutes of this? But you're watching that Tarantino film and you're like, it just breezes. It goes, it just. Natural. It's natural. You don't even notice the time going by. I don't know. I find that stuff fascinating. The one, if, when you say Tarantino and food, for mm. some reason, the first thing that comes into my mind is, is Django. Before the huge shootout at the end. Um, when, uh, uh, when, uh, Calvin Candy and, and, um, Oh, what's Walt's character's name in the film? <laughs> uh, Not very good Dr. with Walt's characters today. Doctor Schultz. Okay, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. they're doing they're doing like the transaction to get Jane's yeah. wife back, and they're having the the cake. They're eating white cake. <laughs> oh yeah. So again, you have these like, you have these like Tarantino films are so closely. They have these beautiful little plates of cake, and then Tarantino or uh, uh, the character is sitting in his fancy chair eating his cake while uh, Doctor Schultz talks to him about like the. Um, the slave trade that they were going to, yeah. or the purchase they were going to complete. So, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, Tarantino just, he always has something in his films related to food and it always looks so good. It and, just grounds it. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, is there any movie that has egregiously made you angry because of the food, though? Um, no, off the top of my head, no. I, I didn't really look into this beforehand of like bad examples. I mean, like I said, I've already mentioned some pet peeves when I'm watching a movie or a show about. It's actually ironic. You did mention I did. I do remember one continuity error in a in in a Tarantino film. And it was actually Django. It's near the beginning when Django and and Doctor Schultz are in this bar together at the very beginning, um, after they just met. And uh, it's actually really. It's a scene really makes you want a beer so bad because <laughs> like they basically sh- they they chased the barkeep out of the because Django came into the bar and the barkeep was you know racist like you know. So he runs out of the bar, and then uh, Doctor Schultz goes behind the bar to get the beers himself. So remember, he's at the tap, and he's, he's he's pulling the tap like the old school tap. He's filling up these beer, big beer mugs himself. Okay. And Tarantino again, he just like zooms in on the beer mug. You hear that sound of like the yeah, I can hear it in my head like, for sure. And then like as the as the beer overflows, and then he takes the little like um, I don't know what you call the stick you have. Like, I don't when, know. When, when, I know what you're talking when, about. When you brush the, the foam, foam off. the foam off the top, yeah. and he like bangs on the side of the, the glass, and you're like like all oh, those beers look so good. I never <laughs> want my beer so much in my life. I want to watch that scene. But anyway, so. He brings these beers back to the table for him and Django. And uh, throughout this scene, I know they, they deliberately show Waltz's character taking a few big sips a couple of times. And the beer mug is maybe like a quarter empty now, like from what it was right. at the top. But then they cut back throughout the same scene in the dialogue and the, and the, and the mug is filled again. Uh, so not that it bothers me, but I just found it interesting that because like, Tarantino is usually such a stickler for that. Um, that he didn't notice or really didn't care in that case, I guess, that... It's such a small thing. It doesn't take you out of the scene or anything, but I just remember laughing one time because I remember deliberately seeing like, because like when Walt drinks, they even have like a little bit of foam on his mustache. And then like in the next scene, you know, the jars, the, the mug yeah. is filled with beer again. I'm like, huh, okay. But anyways, these are things you notice when you watch a movie like 15, oh, 20 I, times. I, I right? know what that's, you that's mean. That's my point. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this out to be like, oh, that director is such, like, what a what a fool. How could you miss that little uh, detail? No, Just no, more no. like when I watch a scene so many times, I notice weird little things that I'm like, oh, and then like I might, you know. Well, it's the same for me. It it's not movies, but I watch. I've watched Gilmore Girls like a gazillion times, and that's mm-hmm. a show with a lot of food. Right. They love to eat food, mm-hmm. but there are so many times where it's like they're holding a coffee mug and they're holding it sideways. <laughs> that's not how coffee mugs are held. <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that really like it annoys me too. Like when it's it's just not proper, it's not natural. I know what you mean because there are some. I can think of a couple of movies or shows uh, also examples of where like a character will be holding a mug in their hand. And they'll go to like take a sip of something, but you can tell they're not actually drinking anything. Yeah. They're, they're miming it, and I'm like, well, why even bother? Why don't you just put some water or something in the cup? I, 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 I get to your point. You might have to go pee if you're doing a lot of takes, yeah. but it's like you can just tell delivery when someone does like a dramatic, you know, take of their coffee yeah. mug, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in there. <laughs> so, yeah, when I have to like think about it and it takes me yeah, out of the scene, right? That's yeah. when he did wrong. 
Yeah. Sometimes you just don't need to have certain things. In a seat. If you're not yeah. going to do it right, don't bother doing it at all. Yeah. what I would say. Yeah. But. But Lorelai needs her coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I met, when I started talking about this topic, like I said, I was, I didn't want to mention just specifically about food, just maybe even just minor details and films that you notice when you watch something multiple mm. times. Like, um, I read it uh, again. I, I read uh, another article that said that a lot of reasons why some directors don't like to do multiple takes because even though an actor will probably, especially if they're like a professional actor, they'll remember their lines well. And most actors don't get too frustrated by doing multiple takes unless it's something that egregious, like, you know, some directors will make you do like 60, 70 takes for one scene, which is kind of crazy just for like for dialogue scene. But a lot of times actors or directors don't like to do multiple takes because actors will, uh, when they're doing multiple takes, they'll think that they're doing something wrong, so they'll change mm, up what they're doing, and that yep. can that can and that can ha- happen subconsciously, even to the effect of like maybe in a scene they sat down differently in a chair, or maybe they used a different hand to pick something up, or maybe they're just I fidgeting, think, you know, like or it's, the, or their their line tonally they say it different. Mm-hmm. Like I I know as like a like a very basic video editor, um, when I am dealing with somebody doing multiple takes of the same line. It's usually the first one's the best. They might fumble the ending, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know what? I'm gonna just going to cut that ending out and put like a second ending on because you nailed it the first time. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that. Another funny continuity thing that I, I don't, again, I don't like try and go out of my way to notice these things. But sometimes I do find it funny. A lot of times it can be wardrobe things. And especially, mm. especially if an actor is wearing a tie. Or if they have something to do with buttons on their shirt. Okay. A lot of times you might notice over uh, multiple takes or even if it's just like, here's a shot and then reverse shot to another person's at the dialogue scene and then come back to this actor and all of a sudden like his one button is different on his jacket or, you know, maybe his, um, like I've even seen some examples and again, this like, you can look at the stuff up on YouTube or IMDB or anywhere else, but some examples of where like an actor will have a watch on their hand Uh. and then maybe in another clip, like the watch will be facing a different way or they'll even have it like on the underside of the wrist or something. Oh. Because they might have just been fidgeting with it while they were doing Uh, their scene. So, so stuff like that is just, I don't know. Um, Like most big budget films, maybe even some shows for that matter, we usually have specific people on set, like continuity. I was going to say, like there needs to be like somebody at the end of this that watches it, like the test, what do you call those people? Like a test crowd. Somebody needs to just sit there and look at the continuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's just so bothersome when you pick it up. I don't know. I just uh, yeah. I, I you you know going back to the food thing for a second. Like and you've already mentioned this, I think, but you know that a movie or a show has done a good job with a food scene when it makes you hungry. <laughs> Whether that's just the food itself looking delicious or the way the actors of eating it. Like I'm not just talking about like an actor eating a hamburger and being like, oh, it's such a good hamburger. Like I mean, just like naturally like. If an actor looks like they're enjoying, like again, when I watch that, I keep going like back to that glorious bastards theme. But that's like the best strudel I've ever seen, <laughs> and the way Waltz was devouring it, I thought to myself, I really want some of that right now. It looks so good. <laughs> um, you're making me think of a video game reference. Okay, what's a video game that had amazing looking food, but it was a bad game? Final Fantasy 15. You got okay. it. <laughs> yeah, it did have great looking food. Like there was one person in the in your like party that was a chef. Mm-hmm. And the way you got some HP back, you go to a campsite and you make food. And that food looked as if it had like the best food artist on that on that artist team. Like it was beautiful. Every dish you made, you wanted to eat it. <laughs> that was the best thing in that game. Yeah. So um, any final thoughts you want to wrap up with? Um, not really. I just thought if anybody else mm-hmm. had any, mm-hmm. you know, continuity errors that really... Well, really, get your goat. Is that what I'm looking for? 
Sure. <laughs> or if there's any specific food scenes you want to mention that you think are great. Yeah. Well, I'll take well done ones too. Yeah. Uh, please email us at whenoppositesreact at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Well, um, maybe next week I'll try and do something video game related. I've done one of those what? in a while, I think. Um, you only play two things. Well, I'll have to think. I've played games in the past. I have, <laughs> you know, 20 ish years. More than 20? I'm not going to say 30s. I didn't play games when I was that young, but. I'd say you know, 25 years of gaming experience. I'm sure I can draw from something in my past. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, like Sarah said, uh, send us an email, please. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, as always, we appreciate you listening to us. And I uh, hope you're enjoying the content. Um, stay safe out there. And we'll see you again same time next week. Boys. <laughs>